directly represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. another great day in Plymouth, Indiana. Okay. Marshall County, Indiana. The state of Indiana. Okay. Maybe in the great USA. Yeah. It is August 11th, and we are back for another fun show. Another wild (laughs) roller coaster ride through the... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. We are having a double booking this morning. We are going to be talking um, with Laura Mann, the promotion of the city coordinator, on the Mayor's Month of Music event that will be happening tomorrow at River Park Square. And we are also going to do Looking Back Moving Forward with the Marshall County Museum. So, lots of news. Lots of stuff. Yes, lots of information. Shock full. Of information this morning. How about that? Yep. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yes, it it is. So, um, there is some news that we can chit-chat about before we get into the heat. Before Laura calls, she's going to be the first one. And she's actually calling in from Florida today. Okay. She's coming home today. Okay. She'll be here tomorrow. She's calling in from Florida today. So. Until she calls in, I, I do want to chit-chat for a minute about uh, the Marshall County Commissioners um, had submitted to the County Council on Monday a request to appropriate $1 million of the American Rescue Plan funds for the broadband expansion here in Marshall County. This is not anything new. This is something that's been discussed multiple times right. um, going back probably into last year. Um, on June 20th, the county commissioners voted two to one um, to recommend $500,000 to Surf Internet and $500,000 to Marsh County Fiber to extend fiber to t- a few locations here within the county. Uh, Marsh County Commissioner Stan Klotz voted against that because he wanted to review the road funding before moving forward and basically giving a million dollars of the ARP funds out for broadband. Although earlier on, prior to this, um, he had been supportive uh, of the broadband project. And what this, initi- really what this is doing is, broadband looks to for congested areas where there are a lot of people, and so right. there's a better chance of getting more people hooked up to their service. Well... So in the communities, oh, that's great. Perfect. There, People all clustered together. But then you get out into the rural areas and people are more spread out. And so um, they there are several different plans. Um, the first piece of this one is this is what Surf Internet intends to do with the $500,000 that they would receive from the county. And that is to put fiber in the ground 
from La Paz to Lake of the Woods. And believe it or not, that's a $2 million project oh, to I get that done. Um, so the the county would put $500,000 in and SURF will put $1.5 million into that project. And it'll pass going down basically, I'm going to say US-6. I don't know where it's going down exactly, but it'll pass about 150 homes that will have that option to hook up to fiber. So the second one is for Marshall County Fiber, and it, they have two projects that they want to do with their $500,000. The first one is to get fiber from Marshall County REMC Smart Grid over to Culver. Now, I will tell you that it's getting the fiber down the road from basically this area of the county. I, I don't know exactly how far to the west they go or south. From there to Culver, not in and around Culver. So it has absolutely nothing to do with getting broadband to the homes in Culver. What? But it will, in the future, allow the homes in Culver to have broadband. But okay. this project is getting it just to the hub in Culver. And then from that hub, it has to go out from there right. to all the community uh, or all the homes around the area. So the second part of their project is the big one that I think a lot of people are looking for, and that's the lake regions. And that would bring fiber to the people who live at Creek Bomb Lake and Cook Lake and Hallam Lake and Myers Lake and Lawrence Lake. And that is estimated to reach a potential 460 customers. So those are the three projects that they plan to do with the million dollars. Councilman Jesse Bohannon, after hearing the request, made the motion to amend the additional appropriation request, reducing it from $1 million to $100,000 to cover the, the extended broadband to Culver. Do you happen to know where Jesse Bohannon lives? No, I have no idea. He lives in Culver. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Um, so, it, because he says in his calculations that that project could serve thousands of customers. And it was estimated that that cost would be about $50 per household to extend, not for the house to get connected, but per household for that extension when you divide it over uh, several thousand people while these other projects end up being at a cost of about $3,700 per possible residential user. Okay, uh, so I'm... Councilman Thornton asked, uh, counts, he made the motion, then Councilman Thornton asked him uh, if his motion w was to serve those living in clusters such as Culver, but not to worry about those in the less densely populated areas um, to be served, and he told Councilman <clears throat> Thornton that he was just trying to make a reasonable compromise. Uh, Councilman Mandy, Pre the Council President Mandy Campbell, asked the auditor about the legality of amending a request from the commissioners for anybody. I mean, here, the, the, here is the request presented. Can we amend it, or do we have to either vote yes or no? And send it back. 
It's not a bad question. However, it would seem to me that you would have the leeway to adjust, wouldn't you? Well, the, Julie it's, Fox, it's, it's the not, auditor, said you could. It's not a, It's not adjusting anything other than the dollar amount, which they control anyway. I mean, if they said, no, we're gonna, we're not going to Culver, we're, we're going to make them go to Walkerton, that would be completely changing, changing the, the project. Totally. However, yeah. all he's doing here is saying, well, I don't want to spend that much money. This is what we'll give it. Seems to me they're kind of, that's kind of what they do. I don't know why I that don't know would be what, a problem. I don't know what yeah. the legality is I don't of it. Um, and I don't. So uh, actually, you like, need an attorney to right. determine that. It just seems like that. At least, at least he's staying in his lane. I mean, it has to do with money. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like there's. Well, no, we want to have more uh, dog catchers in bourbon. And what does that have? That you do you have anything? They're not getting out of what they what, have. Yes, what the request what was and where the yes and where they have the the say so. I mean, it seems like they're at least staying within the parameters of their. Man, could be. You know, it could be. I, I don't know. I don't know. The motion to reduce it from a million dollars to a hundred thousand dollars was seconded by Tim Harmon, who noted that he feels there's an efficiency argument that they're not using the money efficiently. Um, and the vote was five or two yes votes and five no votes with Heath Thornton, Jim Masterson, Mandy Campbell, John Ben Vector, and Steve Harper all voting against the motion, so the motion did not pass. Then, Councilman John Van Vactor made a motion to support the original request of a million dollars of ARP funds for Surf Internet and Marshall County Fiber. That was seconded by Keith Thornton, and that vote passed by a 5-2 to two vote, with Jesse Bohannon and Tim Harding, Harmon voting no. So, it did go through. And so, those two companies that were, were told months ago that they they were they had the support of the commissioners now officially have the support of the county okay okay all right all right we've got a visitor on the telephone okay hi visitor on the good telephone good morning good morning how's laura how's everybody in plymouth uh we're great how's the weather in florida hot hot and humid, very humid. It's moist. <laughs> yes, I love that word. But yes, it is definitely that. Mm-hmm. Sunny. It's like um, yesterday was really overcast. It looks like today that it wants to be sunny, but once again, it's so humid that it's kind of I don't know. But yeah, it's I think okay. we're. Is it's it, fine. it? Is it this the time of the year where it like rains every afternoon? For a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting on a plane today, so I'm just hoping it doesn't storm. You know, I'm not a plane lover. That's for sure. Very good. Well, (laughs) you are a music lover, though, and you're on the air today to talk about the Mayor's Month of Music. And we have another concert on Friday night. Last week was a good time. It was hot, but it was a really good time. A lot of great feedback about the bishops. If you missed them. You missed a great time. Um, they put on an awesome show, played lots of stuff that people were dancing and singing and clapping their hands to, which is really what we want to see happen is have everybody have a good time. Yes. So I think it was a good time. This week, if you're an 80s kid, and I am, 
this is going to be your week to shine, so be sure to break out your leg warmers and your neon scrunchies and Aquanet hairspray and get ready. I hope to see you down there, Rusty. <laughs> what, Friday night? You're an 80s kid. Yeah, I also have a job, so, uh, you know. I well, there's might no have football this Friday night. Oh, yeah, there is. Is there a yes. scrimmage thing? There is. There's a scrimmage, it's and then not there's here though. And then there's a paper that has to go to press sometime on Friday night. And so that, you know, that, uh, heck with that. that sometimes gets in the way of my good time. O'clock. What? By ten, you'll have plenty of time to do all that other. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, anyway, Friday night tomorrow night is the 1985 band, and they are showman for sure it's not just music it's it's a whole show they change costumes they sing and dance and have a great old time so you know it will definitely be kind of another night of dancing and and singing and enjoying yourself it should be music that a lot of people will be familiar with right Right, that's for sure. It's not going to be anything where you're like, I've never heard that song before. You're, and most everybody's going to have heard of these songs. Even the young kids, they, <laughs> my, my <laughs> granddaughter will be like, isn't this a cool new song? And I'm like, this is an old song. They're just singing it again. So, yeah. <laughs> They're just bringing it back for another go bringing around. Bringing it back. Um, yeah. Actually, Lori, that'd be one of those classics. that A classic. Yeah. Yes. So we're classics now, I guess. Oldies. Yeah. Or so, you go into a clothing store and they say it's vintage and you know that you have that same outfit in your closet at home. It kind of makes you feel bad Man. when you hear the oldies. You know, when I was growing up, the oldies were the 50s and the 60s. But the oldies now are the 70s and 80s and 90s when you think about it. I mean, because oldies are considered like 20 years back. So... Yeah. We're in 2022 already. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, 1985 does fall into the oldies. Yep. So, once again, you can bring a cooler of your favorite beverage, adult or otherwise. Please be responsible if you choose to have adult beverages. Uh, you can bring food from anywhere you want, home. You can bring a picnic from home. You can grab some takeout from somewhere. On your way down, the downtown restaurants can do to-go orders for you. Or we will also have food trucks. Admittedly um, so, the food truck load-in last Friday was not as smooth as I would like it. But because of the um, construction that's going on, we really just kind of had to do it that day and just get them in where we could get them in. And I... I'm hoping 100% that it will be better. Uh, the one food truck, I have told them that we can't have them back. The really large um, taco truck, not Crave on Taco, the other one. I don't even know the name of it. But they were new there this year, but I just we just don't have the room right now. Um, hopefully, they'll be at the Latino Festival, and hopefully, they'll come back to Mirrors Month of Music next year. But for right now, we have a very limited space to yes. work with, and... You know, the regulars that we've always had and have supported us all these years, I need them to be in good spots. And so uh, we'll have Dainty Donuts, Chubby Buddies, um, 
I think Bob's Cafeteria is coming. Uh, you think? Kettle, daily Sweet Kettle Corn. Yeah, I'm not sure. He and I had a conversation before I left to come down here, and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm waiting to hear back from him. So if he's listening, he can maybe he can call in. But um, Kettle Corn and Lemon Shake-Ups, which is always good, especially when it was hot like it was. Philadelphia Ice. That's the one I got to try this week. Yeah, you really do. It, and that way you can help me because I have a hard time explaining it because it's not ice cream, it's not Italian ice, it's not sherbet, it's kind of all those things together, but it's really good. That's all I know. Um, then there will be, and I always say Uncle Ben's, and it's not, Ben's pretzels and Cravon tacos and B&B vending will be up by the concession stand with snow cones and um, cotton candy and that pucker powder stuff. <laughs> yes. And the museum will be in the small window of the concession stand selling ice cream novelties for a buck. I mean, you can get uh, those red, white, and blue bomb pops, the popsicle thing. Oh, yes. Uh, an ice cream sandwich. <sighs> A drumstick or an ice cream bar, a dollar each. So what a great way to make your kids happy. Just give them a dollar. <laughs> well, and, and they then, can go next door, too, to the yeah, other the concession, concession stand. stand. Yep, that's the Relay for Life team. And they. I hope they do popcorn this week. They didn't do it last week, but they didn't have the oil is why they didn't. So I'll make sure there's oil down there. So they'll have popcorn, hot dogs sodas, candy, things like that, and everything in there is a dollar as well. So um, there's a variety of things. You can Everybody can find something that they like to eat, or like I said, you can bring it yourself. Um, but that's the food and drink-wise. And to re- remind everybody, there are no tax dollars spent <laughs> for this event. It's all sponsorship and the generosity of the businesses in our community that continue to make events in Plymouth happen because that's what I have to rely on is sponsorship money. So we have some great sponsors for this event, and we appreciate every single one of them. Do you have your list with you? I have my list with me. I was going to see if you would talk a little bit because I feel like I've just been talking, talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I did go online um, and look up the 1985 band. And just to give you guys a little idea, I mean, they're going to be performing this Friday night here in Plymouth. But then on Saturday night, they're going to be in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and uh-huh. at the end of this month, they're going to be in South Haven, Michigan, and New Carlisle, Indiana, and Elkhart, Over the Labor Day weekend, they're going to be in New Buffalo, Michigan, Winona Lake. Um, They're going to be performing in South Bend coming up. Oh, they're going to be at the Neon and Nylon Wine Fest uh, at Paw Paw, Michigan, coming up later in September. Uh, Granger, Springfield, Michigan. Oh, they're going to be here for Bremen Oktoberfest. So you'll be able to. They were if you, in Warsaw last Friday. If you like if you them, I mean, yeah, yeah, great opportunity to a, a chance to get to see them <clears throat> again. So uh, they do uh, have some video up on their website, so you can just Google them up and kind of get a feel for it. But 
I, I'm not. Rusty. Oh, there, Rusty's got a little music going up. I don't know. The quality will be very good on this, but it's what I found. Oh, this is my Sharona. Yeah. I know this song. How did you know that? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now the problem is is that in order to hear Laura, we've got to stop Switch that. Switch that so. and go back. Uh, and that was recorded off somebody's phone, so obviously the quality Pretty much. isn't the, yeah. the greatest. But, I mean, they're going to have, you know, the music that you guys remember. Um, whether you're young or old, uh, you know, Austin is a young kid, but he knows a lot of music. I don't know, maybe it's because he grew up in a radio station. Um, so he knows a lot of music from the 60s forward. Uh, so he, these are songs that he'll be able to dance around with and tap his toe and sing to, too. So everybody's welcome. Family, friends, oh, lovers. I don't want to say haters, but yeah, haters. I mean, <laughs> you know, muggers, lovers, and thieves or what. No, um, is there a song about that? There is Gypsies, a... tramps, and thieves. No, there, that's, there's a, that's there's a one about mugger, muggers, lovers, and thieves, I thought, too. But... But at night, the man would come around and lay the money down. Ding, 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 ding. Gypsies, tramps, and things. Okay. I went through my share moment there. <laughs> but, but, as Laura said, no tax dollars are putting this on. This is all because of the generosity of sponsors who make this possible to have this free event down at the park and i mean it can be totally free you can bring your own water you can bring your own bologna sandwiches you can bring your own popcorn if you want so you don't have to buy anything you can just come down and hang out and have a good time right now you do need to bring a chair there are a few picnic tables down there but not a whole lot so you really do need to bring your own lawn chair if you want to bring a pop-up canopy Kind of to be out of the sun. It does, and it last weekend it was warm. Laura was running around for hours before the show started, and by the time she sat down, her face was bright red. It did yeah. calm down after she cooled off a little bit, but it did stay red because she got sunburned too. <laughs> so you might bring some sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little interesting tan line going on this week. But <laughs> But it, but it, it is a fantastic, free, fun event that happens in downtown Plymouth. And, you know, you can you can go to any of the restaurants downtown. Stop in at Pizza Bill's. Grab a pizza. Come on down. Yeah. You know, and eat your dinner down there. Go over to Opie's. Opie's is cooking because that's where Laura is going to feed the band tomorrow night from. So, I mean, you know, there's an right. opportunity. Bring there's food. Have fun. Truck. Yeah, and go There's to the food trucks. Or that one in the parking space uh, north of Ivy Terra oh, there. Yes. The parking lot. Yeah, I, that taco truck will be open, so you oh, can grab tacos there, too. Cool. Well, do, yeah, I did I so did splurge and eat a, a donut down there on Friday night. Oh. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to try the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and go ahead and buy a whole dozen of them if you have an air fryer at home. And Saturday morning, 
eat a few of them up in your air fryer, and they're even better than the first time. <laughs> there you go. So, don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing from experience, probably. Well, poor Kip, the, the donut guy, he was at the tractor show, and he had already made quite a few before the monsoon of the century came in. So I got a few extra donuts to take home after the canceled tractor show. So had to figure out some way to eat them. And, and just warm them up a little bit, and oh, my, they're yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. And they were really good Friday night. Oh, my. Time to make the donuts. So our sponsors for this year, who's your racing tire group, U.S. Granules Corporation, U.S. Granules has been the uh, presenting sponsor for the all-school reunion night, which was last weekend and was really well attended, so that was awesome. Uh, Lock Mueller Group, Max 98.3, First Federal Savings Bank, McDonald's, which is the is Bolt Enterprises, that they just took over our McDonald's here, the Bolt family did, right. and, you know, they stepped right up into the sponsorship. The mayor asked them, and he wrote them a check. I mean, there was no, okay, we'll get back to you. It was like, hang on, let me get you a check. So they really want to be involved in this community. So we really appreciate them. Nysource, which is NIPSCO, Sentier Bank, Republic Services, Coldwell Banker, they're a new sponsor this year. And they were there Friday night with tons of stuff. Um, yeah. Frisbees and pens. And so be sure and visit their tent. I think they're going to be there every week. Uh, there's some of their realtors there. If you're considering selling or buying a house, you know, pick their brains and they have all kinds of words of wisdom because in this market right now, it's kind of crazy. Um, Zentis, Teachers Credit Union, another new sponsor, and Gibson Insurance. So there's some consistently um, consistent sponsors there that we can count on all the time. There's new sponsors we appreciate so much and you know, it's just, this is how it happens, is people understand that um, being a sponsor for these events gets their name out there in a positive way. And so they jump right on board, and we appreciate that. Very good. Well, we are yes. excited to have another evening in downtown Plymouth. Uh, you know, dress appropriately. Who knows exactly what the weather's going to be. Um and what just, is the weather going to be, Rusty? Yeah. What are we going to have weather for Friday? I don't know. Give me a chance for my stomach to fight me a little bit here, <laughs> and then we'll be okay. Uh, um, no, it's going to – you're talking Friday? Yep. Sunny and 77. Yep. Oh, not bad. Oh, that works. Not, yeah. not nearly as warm as it was last weekend, yeah. Laura. Sunny with a high of 77 degrees coming up for Friday. Thanks. And a low of 57, so things look really good. You might bring a sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, throw it in the car and and just have it. Parking is a little yeah. bit different. And that's one thing I guess we should maybe talk about, Laura. There is some parking mm -hmm. on the north side of Garrow Street in the grassy area. Right. From the bridge on Garrow Street to the west to that white two-story house that's right there in the parking lot of um, the Taekwondo place, that grassy area is all city property now. So you are able to park there. Um, and then, of course, that parking lot is a city parking lot. 
the next to the west at the corner of Water and Garrow, that's a city parking lot. You know, anywhere along there. And like we said last week, just kind of carpool with your friends or, you know, just be prepared to walk a little bit. It's still it's still not as far as if you go to concert center like oh. I don't even know what Deer Creek is called right now, but I think we walked a half a mile the last time we were there. <laughs> so you're not gonna walk that far. Exactly. But, just And be cautious when you're when you're driving around in that area. There are lots of kids, lots of people, you know, people that are like intent on where they're going and they're not always paying attention so you as the driver need to be paying attention for them very good well come and down early thing, i'd like to yeah there's people that have their chairs there at 11 o'clock <laughs> so i usually try to be in the park and stay in the park about one so i'm kind of roaming around down there if you have any questions or you know something you want to ask me just kind of find me i'm i'm the one that just looks like she's wandering around like a homeless person in the park or something but i guess the question is has it reached blueberry festival parade status on leaving chairs because um you know if it has if it has a monday parade back when i was living on north michigan there would have been lawn chairs in my front yard by now for monday's parade so oh sure uh i got is it getting to that point too where you might see some lawn chairs out there oh i don't know this afternoon uh, I think I think tomorrow morning is about yeah. as early as I've seen. So. All right. But if you are bringing a tent, last week. Go ahead. What I was going to talk about. So, if you bring a pop-up tent, I ask that you stay on the edges of the park, not right in the middle, because it just creates, uh, you know, people can't see around you. So, if you want to put a pop-up on, up you'll stay along the edge i would appreciate that and make sure that it's tied down securely <laughs> tell them what happened because la yeah last week um someone had put up a tent and the wind picked up now they had the tie downs on it but they were those little little tiny stakes that come with it one of those pop-up things and it wasn't even like it was a 10 by 20 so it wasn't a normal pop-up where it was heavier and the next thing I know, it was in the middle of Garrow Street. And so then we put it back, and I called the people. I'm like, hey, your tent keeps blowing away. You need to come secure it some more. Well, by the time they got back, it had blown into Garrow Street a couple more times. So, yeah, please make sure your tent is tied down securely. If you're not going to stay there with it, make sure you've yeah. secured it properly to the ground. Yeah. Bring a cinder block or something to put the legs in. I don't know, you know, something because uh, you know, even like a gallon of water on yeah. on the pole to, to to hang off of the corners are yeah. is a perfect idea. So yeah, yeah. just make so, sure you you do it the right way. Plan ahead a little. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm planning ahead, yeah. Lord. Like I'm going to be there tomorrow night. I'm glad to hear that. I'll be back. I'm coming back this afternoon. I mean, I don't know if anybody, yeah, so. Um, I want to thank everybody for picking up their trash. The, last week I was amazed at how little trash there was that I had to pick up. And that at 1030 when I've been out there all day, picking up trash is really not high on my list of things that I want to do, but it's part of the job and I'll do it 
but I really appreciate everybody picking up and putting it in trash rings and, you know, made it much easier for me to just pick up bags and drag them to the truck that the park left for me to put stuff in. Oh, so, that's so sweet of them. It is. Yeah. It is, because but there there have been there have been events that that was not the case. It would be nice if there would be a volunteer like, group that might step up and help do yeah. that in the evening. And I've had sponsors that have helped clean up afterwards. Bank in the past has helped oh. clean up and yeah, Brandon Ritchie, he helped this week, this last week, which he just did that out of the goodness of his heart, which I really appreciate him. And the mayor was even dragging some trash bags this time. Good deal. So, dragging trash bags with one hand and his um, clamshell full of donuts in the other. So. <laughs> okay, we know about the mayor. He likes the donuts, too. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes the donuts. You just got to try them. Okay, so hopefully but, food will be ready starting five or shortly after. And right. the concert, try, the music yeah. starts at seven. Right. Yep. Seven to ten, there'll be breaks, but not, you know, last week, the bishops, they only took one break. And it was quick. It was very long. Yeah, it was right. less than ten minutes. I think it was just like a bathroom break or something because I heard them say they were taking a break and then the next thing I know they were still they were playing again and I was like well there was no break in there yeah that's kind but, of what I thought so yep there the bathrooms are available if you don't like a porta potty but there are also porta potties for excess you know so that there's no big lines um they come that day so they're clean so it's not like they've been sitting there all week or from um from the construction Everly, site. Stuart, no, yeah, he brings them, Michael brings them that, usually he gets there about 3.30, 4 o'clock and sets them. So they are fresh from that day. It's not like I get them on last Friday and keep them for them five weeks. <laughs> um, and, and if you really go crazy, to the restrooms in the building, yeah, they're they're limited. There's only yeah, there's only two stalls in the women's. I don't know right. about in the men's. And, and they're warm inside know. too. It gets kind of yeah. hot in there, so it does. It really does. So, I if you have a problem when you're down there, find me. We'll try to address the problem. But I think it's just a night of fun. It certainly is for everyone. Yes, it is. So. All right, it's tomorrow night, River Park Square in downtown Plymouth. Don't miss it. And come and support the museum. They're going to be our guests next, yeah. Laura. So come and support the museum. Oh, yeah, that's. I think this is a fun fundraiser for them. It's easy. And who doesn't like ice cream? Exactly. I had ice cream last week. So, yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, shoot. I, one more thing. Sorry. Yes. Berries ice cream. They were there last week, and this week they're going to do smash burgers. Oh, okay. Unless they've changed their mind, and I haven't talked to Dave. But as I as of last week, they were going to do smash burgers. So that might be something you might want to try. And if you yeah. haven't had Barry's ice cream, it's a good opportunity to try that too. But it's not a dollar. But it's not that much more than a dollar. But a, a smash burger sounds pretty good. I haven't had breakfast, so. Sounds great. Well, why don't you go have okay. breakfast, and we will get. Yep, some... I'm gonna have, and then I'm getting on a plane at five o'clock, and 
Whoa. Hopefully, that's what time. You know, my daughter tried to get on a plane last week at 6 p.m., and she finally got on her plane at 7.30 a.m. the next day. Yeah, so, that's, we'll yeah. see what's going to happen. I might be driving home from Florida. <laughs> Very fast, like. <laughs> Very quickly. I got a concert. Let's go, people. Well, we hope you have safe travels home. And we will see you tomorrow at River Park Square. 85 Band, thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Laura. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Safe travels to her. Um, Rusty, do you know the song Dirty Water by the Standells? Yeah. Okay, that has the line in there, along with Lovers, Muggers, and Thieves, that I was... That's what I was referring to. I now you're. I can remember that for some reason. I don't know why it comes to my mind, but. I don't know why that. I don't. I don't oh, remember yeah. that being in this song. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. It's not too far in. Hold on. Get ready. There it was. <laughs> you know... For some reason, <laughs> this song does not. When it, I definitely don't think of you kind of hanging out in your bobby socks <laughs> and your poodle skirt. And, Look at uh, Sue; she knows and, it. Uh, and hanging out and and jamming to this. Uh, with this, your I remember this. Tommy James posters and uh, David Cassidy. No, it, and, yeah, it was David Cassidy. Uh, that is a little bit punky <laughs> for you. I know that there are many punk bands who have covered that song, and it's got that kind of really edgy, hard feel to it. And for some reason, Kathy, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't go. With doesn't me. seem like that. You're you. That would be something you would be jamming to. Well, sorry, but that uh, that's it. That's okay. where I got it from. Well, I I I I quite frankly am. I don't even know what to say right now. Released I'm, in I'm, 1966. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. We okay. have a prize to give away? Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> we got a couple of them. We got fun and food again. Which one do you want first? Fun or food? Uh, let's do food. Let's first. do food. We got Elk's Lodge. Okay. Uh, one complimentary dinner this weekend. I should say this Friday. Uh, fish, all you can eat. Country fried steak, shrimp and fish, beef and noodles, can't go wrong. Everything a delicious taste treat. Uh, includes salad bar, potato, and dessert. They serve 5 to 8 p.m. Carryouts are available if you want so that. So you can carry out a dinner from the Elks Lodge and take it down to River Park Square. There you go. You can do that. Now, yes. this one is dine-in only. Okay. 
So yes, what we're giving you away today. You that to is dining only. It does, you don't have to use it this weekend. You can use it right. anytime. But uh, anyway, that's the menu, 935-5511 if you want carry out. And, oh, I guess I better, you know, the giant dice are over there. The devil dice are performing some, some evil ritual. Five. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller five got Elks Lodge so start dialing. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste, large or small. We'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local, family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Surf Broadband Solutions is now Surf Internet. And now, Surf Internet is available in Plymouth. Surf's fast. Fiber Internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Get one gig speed and a free whole home Wi-Fi router for the incredibly low price of $85 a month. No contracts and free installation at a priceless lock for life. We're expanding to more neighborhoods every day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address. Or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Uh, Mike. Going to be eating some fish or something else. Doesn't matter. Complimentary dinner. Everything is open but the steaks when they have steaks. That's exactly right. Good deal. 
And that music means it's time for Looking Back Moving Forward with the Marshall County Museum. We have friends in the studio with us this morning. Sue and Anita are here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for coming in this morning. Um, I I had to ask you the first thing. I just went to Facebook and pulled up your page. (laughs) And the first thing I see is a strange but true. And it's a. It, it's unbelievable. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about that. Okay. I mean, that's just. Yeah. The guy's got three names. Robert Hughes something. Uh, Robert Earl Hughes. Robert, Robert Earl, Earl Hughes. Hughes. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He was an amazing, uh, amazingly strong man uh, to be able to carry that weight. He weighed 1,000 pounds. That is un believable yeah. i mean that yeah. i i mean i've seen i i don't like to watch it but occasionally going through the channels i see that my 600 pound life yes that is. and yeah. that and mm-hmm. i it's like they can't move out of bed basically no. so how this person could move and get dressed mm-hmm. is, yeah. is pretty... well there there clearly was some kind of a glandular issue with this particular guy because you can go back in the in the history of that guy that man he was huge when he was little i mean he was all the way through life yes his whole life he he just kept gaining and gaining and gaining was bigger than everybody in his class and all through school so he was coming through the marshall county area yeah he was he was part of a a circus he was the circus fat man Mm-hmm. Which well, is sad, but he actually, uh, he lived in a semi that had been converted for his use because he wouldn't fit in a regular travel trailer. So they had a semi wow. converted for him. And because he couldn't fit through the hospital doors or in any of their beds, the doctors and the nurses had to go to the parking lot to the semi-trailer to treat him. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. he ended up catching somewhere along his travel mm-hmm. the measles. Right. Mm-hmm. And he ended up here. In... Yeah. yeah, but I think he actually died. It was it's some a kind different of a... infection. Yes. He he contracted an infection. He actually got over the measles. Yeah, but I think had it was another, a kidney infection or something like that. Maybe a kidney infection and... Uh, passed away from that actually yeah in the 50s 1950s yeah he was actually buried in a piano case yeah so think about what they ship pianos in Mm -hmm. yeah that that's what they had to use Mm -hmm. yeah i just thought it was interesting i liked you know there are so many fascinating stories in the archives at the museum and i just we run I across one every now and then. and Yeah. Yeah. In his particular, another little side note there, not only did the doctors and nurses have to um, treat him in his semi-trailer, but when he passed away, the funeral home um, dug into the you know, basement or attic or something and had to come up with their portable embalming apparatus. Um, oh, my goodness, apparatus. because they couldn't get yes. him in, well, into the doors for that. Right. In the early years of, of um, embalming, that was done, you know, sometimes at the farmhouse or wherever the person lived. They would bring the portable equipment out to embalm the person wherever it was that they died. Wow. You know, we didn't have nursing or um, um, funeral homes. homes. We just had yeah, you, service, embalming service. And and you laid in state at, in, your, home at your home and home, right. family yeah. members 
and friends came to the home. Right. Yeah. But that equipment had not been used in, in years because in the 50s we had funeral homes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Had to go find it. They had so to go, we got to yes. use this. Mm-hmm, so that they could oh. embalm him in his semi. Wow. That yeah. is really. It's a sad, sad story, really. Strange. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on a lighter note, all this has made me think of that Roy St- Ray Stevens uh, song, Sitting Up With the Dead. <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard that? It, look it up on YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. And just so you all know, that Dirty Water song, Sue knew exactly. Yeah, yes. singing along out yep, here. She knew it. Rusty so. just does not give us credit, <laughs> does he? I don't know why he would think that that wasn't something that I would have listened to. It was from the 60s. I danced to that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's crazy. So how are things going at the museum? (laughs) We are. We are so busy. Yes. We're crazy busy. Well, that's it's all good. fun. It's all good. <laughs> that is wonderful. And in fact, um, at the county council meeting on Monday, uh, Sandy was there and, and, and gave some information on, I mean, the, the amount of people that you have coming to the museum yeah. has really grown. Oh, it has. Again. It has. We've been, we were worried about that after COVID that we would have a hard time recovering, but not so. Um, we no. have welcomed over 3,000 visitors um to date that's pretty um, darn which good is yes darn good yeah giving from, tours to people from china oh my and, heavens yes, and, and france from, yeah uh-huh. france mm-hmm. and um parts unknown i mean we don't always know where our folks come from mm-hmm. but lots and lots of different states people are out there moving around again so that's which a good is thing. nice yeah. yeah if you have not ever been on a tour of the museum come in because you get a personally guided tour and there are so many fascinating things in the museum and I love to give tours because people tell me stories about things one of which we'll share in a little bit but um, yeah the things that people remember that take them back to their childhood right um, it's amazing it's amazing we always love it when we can connect a new story to some item that we already have that Uh, uh, strange but true article actually had a comment on it of somebody who remembered seeing yes that Mm -hmm. gentleman at the circus so i mean you know it's those little things that trigger somebody's thoughts and Mm -hmm. it's really what it's all about so yeah it's a fun thing and obviously getting a little story to go along then next time you set, give a tour in the music you can say well i did learn this while i was mm-hmm. giving this tour a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. you can share that story on with somebody else so yeah. um it just it's really a cool thing mm-hmm. um you know believe it or not next month we're going to be working on another sidewalk sale promotion. I'm just wondering <laughs> yeah. how the last sidewalk sale promotion went uh, for the museum. You guys had a lot of stuff. We did have a lot of stuff. And we made a lot of sales. It was very, very successful. Yeah. We're so grateful for those who donated items uh, for us to sell and so grateful for those who purchased those sidewalk sale items. Right now, in front of the museum, we have a small collection of things that are just free for the taking okay things that Mm -hmm. we we don't intend to keep but really too good to throw out yes so if you um just love to look at stuff come on down anytime it's not raining we have 
things on the sidewalk that you can just take what you want. Very nice. Yeah, Last time I looked, there was a foot massager. <laughs> there <laughs> you, you never, go. You never know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of never knowing, um, your guest coming up tomorrow for the Brown Bag Lunch event, we talk about these items that, you know, what do we do with them? Do they have value? If they do, I mean, a, a lot of things have sentimental value to mm -hmm. somebody. But do they really have a financial value? You know, is this something that I should just sit at the corner and put free and ha hopefully somebody will drive by and take it? Or do I put a $15 price tag on it? Or is this thing worth $150? I don't know. Um, you have a, a very unique brown bag lunch event coming up tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Joe Kens is going to be with us, and he is a longtime dealer and is a qualified appraiser. And we have had entries that have were sent in after our last interview with mm -hmm. you. And um, so he has selected some items because people think, uh, I think that, um, you know, an appraiser can look at a china item and a fabric item and a a picture and automatically off the top of their head give you a valuation right. and it actually takes research and that what the appraiser does and and Joe taught me this is that he actually does the research because what he carries in his head is not the value of every item what he carries in his head is who to call who to talk to <laughs> how to appraise it where to go to find the right? information and that's what he's going to be talking about in fact for the i don't since my time there we have never had an actual handout at a brown bag but uh joe and i have created a handout oh and um it has information on it that will be helpful so i think it'll be great if people can come um, you know, we couldn't fit everything, but I've advised the people who maybe brought things later that, um, you know, come anyway, because you will learn what to do. You'll learn yourself. Um, I, I may have talked about this, but oh, goodness, I can't. Fentonware. Um, my my former mother-in-law had the, the, the light blue Fentonware, you know, all the dishes and the bowls and the birds and the baskets and all that stuff. And um, when she sold her stuff at auction, I mean, it was heartbreaking yes. to see the pieces went for nothing. Well, in cleaning out my dad's house, oh, I, I found a couple pieces and it had the sticker on it, Fentonware. And I'm like, oh, oh. Well, then I got to like looking at some stuff and it's like, well, this doesn't say it, but it's right there. It's a picture of it. So I went online and I looked. Um, online and then I mean there's multiple sites you can go to find out and so I would go to multiple sites and and I obviously I I did pretty decent on my pricing because most of my pieces I price somewhere between 12 and 20 dollars and I have three pieces left is all um, so maybe I was too cheap I don't know but when I'd seen my mother former mother-in-law stuff go for three dollars I was yeah. like uh, so, I mean, it, it, he kind of can direct you on how to figure out where to research to mm -hmm. find out what things are valued. So you can, if you want to be that person and sell it online, you have that opportunity or sell it at your garage sale. Yeah. Well, so, and values change according to what's popular. You know, mid-century modern stuff is very popular right now. And so those things go for more than, let's say, 
something older. An antique, an antique very antique, antique thing. Yes. That's especially and, true with dishes. Yeah. Uh, really? Because, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Dishes don't. And, and it's sad because we, well, we had a relative who, who collected Desert Rose, Franciscan pottery. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Couldn't move it. Could not move it. And a lot of it has to do with style, but a lot of it has to do with whether or not you can put it in the dishwasher. Oh. And if you can't put it in the dishwasher, then it has zero value. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to polish the silver anymore. Oh, uh, you know, I, I have a whole set. I have my own set of silver mm-hmm. that I don't use. I do too. And, and now I have another set of silver from my dad's house. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not going to put it out, you know, no. but... Well, you know, what What I was advised to do with the set of silver that I have is to take it and, you know, just sell it to the silver merchant. Oh. You know, as silver mm-hmm. rather than trying to sell, sell it as flatware. Because people don't. I, they won't you know, polish it. It's a, it's a kind of a different lifestyle yep. we live in. I mean, we used to, I would not say, most Sundays we just had our regular dishes. But, mm. I mean, I had, I have China I could. It hasn't been out of the cupboard in at least twelve years. Right. Um, but it's there. Why mm-hmm. I? Why I still keep it? I don't know. But my mom would get it out occasionally, and you know we had company for dinner, and get the china out. Mm-hmm. I, and I've polished silver in my past, yeah. and you know. Well, I think in in previous times people had less to do for one thing, <laughs> and also um, people who could afford silver probably had a person. Uh, you know, um, that could take care of it, had had help, um, some kind of help to do that. So if you didn't have help, then you probably weren't able to afford the silver. Right. Mm -hmm. And people didn't replace things so often. Um, We get tired of a dish pattern. We just give it to Goodwill and go buy a new one. Yep. And people didn't used to do that. They kept things for generations. Ever and ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just not that way. So can you give us uh, maybe an idea of of something that Ken might be going to talk about tomorrow? Sure. One of the items is an antique doll that he is going to talk about. We have um, a silver napkin ring that may or may not have come from the Paris World's Fair. Oh. And we have um, a quilt and a a knit blanket. And we have... um, I I think that's oh a capitamonte. A pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a type of um, figurine or item that is a distinctive look. It's a distinctive type of of item. But it's this one happens to be a gentleman and it's quite large. So he will not make an appearance, but pictures of him will. Oh, he's so, that large. Yeah, he sits in a regular. Well, maybe not a regular chair, but. A pretty good sized chair. So, okay, so this isn't like a ceramic figurine. Yeah, yeah is it he is. all his legs and yeah, everything? Is everything interesting. dressed quite like the dandy? So, wow, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So, um, these are some things that we're going to be looking at, and uh, uh, Joe is excited about it. He thinks it's going to be a great, great uh, brown bag, and I do too. I hope people will come out, bring your lunch. Um, we'll have cokes and water for sale. And uh, I think it's going to be a great, great brown bag. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We've had a lot of interest. So come early and don't worry, we'll fit you all in. All right. Be there 
before by noon. By noon. And you'll be out by one. That's hopefully. The hope, yes. And That's if you have to leave, they totally understand oh, sure. you getting yeah, up and sure. having to move through. The whole idea was to make it a lunch hour thing so folks right. who um, worked could could stop in and, and learn something new. Very good. Okay. Now, when we had Laura on the phone just a little while ago, uh, we were talking about the Mayor's Month of Music. Uh, 1985, girls, you you, you still remember yeah. some of those songs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even oh, though yeah. we're, well, we was, were raising kids I then. I was raising kids, yeah. But, so. but we'd have the radio on once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so, looking forward to it. I really want to go. So. It's no excuse. <laughs> kids should introduce you to new music. You should hear some of the things well, yes, I get in introduced the, to. In the 1980s, I was getting introduced to... Um, Rubber ducky. Yes. Um, I, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> you know, yes. Uh, you know, the, those nursery rhyme yeah. songs that uh-huh. we were singing to our yeah. children. Skin them a rinky dinky dee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I missed a whole decade. Of course, now it's Baby wow. Shark. Wow. Yeah. Oh, baby, oh yes. Shark, I have doo, some <laughs> great grandbabies that like that one. Yeah. But So you guys, uh, Jim and I actually did come up and, and visit and uh, had that ice cream on Friday night. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so ice cream treats for a buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't go wrong. The biggest part is last Friday night you had to hurry and eat it fast because it was hot outside. It's supposed yeah. to be much nicer. <laughs> Thank goodness. Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And Anita's going to be in the... I'm going to be selling the ice cream. Yes, okay. Iris. Anita Iris. and Iris are going to be there. So, so we're excited. Yeah, come on up and say hello yeah. anyway. Have a conversation. Even yes. if you don't have an ice cream. Exactly. Yeah. Just come and visit. Mm-hmm. We have four varieties and they're all buck. All right. So it makes it really simple and easy. Yep. Hand the kids a dollar. Say go over there to that little window right there and get an ice cream. Yep. yep. And, and there's a sign with a picture on it. So... And we're always raising funds. So even if you don't want ice cream, you can always just drop a buck in the bucket. There you go. We will put it to good use. (laughs) Yes, we will. Okay. So also on your list of things to chat about today is Chief Menominee. And it says, funny story. Well, let me... me there's I a know, preface. Yes, yeah, there's that. a preface. There's okay. I was going to say, I don't think of <laughs> the Trail of Tears as a laugh riot. It's the Trail of Death, but anyway. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, um, we had a couple of uh, Catholic fathers come in, yes. priests, and they were in full co- Catholic. Yeah. Okay, the whole yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And in tow, they had eight children and two ladies, mm-hmm. uh, and they wanted a tour okay. of the museum. So we were busy all afternoon um, giving a tour, and they were just delightful. Um, the biggest kid in the group was one of the priests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were they Very were good. just a delightful group. They, they were, really were. Ask wonderful questions. We really had a lovely time with them. Mm-hmm. I was walking by when they came out. They were <laughs> they were still having fun when oh, they yes. were out yeah. getting ready to go getting ready to leave. Yes. So well, they had a good time, clearly. The tie in was they were getting where they were going when they were getting ready to leave. Um, they I guess had been studying Father Pettit, who was the priest who was at um, at the mission out there with the Potawatomi at the time that they were mm-hmm. removed. So they were going out there to celebrate Mass with Chief, Chief Menominee, Menominee, who, by the way, had been converted by Father Pettit 
and many of his people were Catholic, uh-huh. actually, when they were driven off their land. So these guys were going out to celebrate Mass. I don't know whether they had um, contacted St. Michael's or uh, area churches to have anybody join them out there. We didn't get that far in the conversation because they had so many other things that they wanted to know from the museum. So um, uh, they were going out there to celebrate Mass with the with the chief so on the site of the actual where the where the um, where the chapel was out there. So um, in the museum right now, I mean, if somebody came in and said, "Do you have anything about Chief Menominee?" Oh, would, yeah. would you be able to take them to a room or something and show them a few things from we could back we in could that day? Take them up to our Native American display. We also have a brochure that talks about Chief Menominee, and actually, there's a map on it, so you can get there. Oh, you that's know, good. Even yes. people who live in Marshall County have you trouble, have finding, trouble it. finding it. Yes. So we have a map on there to show you how to get there, and um, we have a whole, gosh, a, a big file folder of things about um, a, a, the chief and the trail of death. and Were pictures very prevalent no, back then? No, no. I was going to say, I don't mm-hmm. know if they had the cameras even back then where you had to sit still for, seems like, five minutes while the camera took your picture or whatever. very, very early. In okay. that. We, it, photography in our area did not exist. Wow. Um, but there's a wonderful, um, there was a wonderful painter by the name of George Winter, who did a lot of um, portraits of, um, of Potawatomi people and other groups, Miami and other groups that lived in our area. Uh, so his artwork is up there. Very um, nice. Yeah, which is very accurate. He, that was his point in doing the artwork was to be accurate mm-hmm. about his subjects. So we have that record. Not one of Chief Menominee, unfortunately, but some of his, some of his, he was the big chief, and then there were some um, chiefs of of smaller groups that were kind of under that big tribal um, leader. So you know, there's some portraits of them. Wow! In our new, uh, newly revitalized transportation room, we are going to be delving even further into that story. And we've been working with the Potawatomi tribe to uh, get information and present things factually and from their perspective. So the new display is going to be really wonderful. Wow. So that should open in June, about a year. Okay. It'll take Um, us a year to put it together. uh, Yeah, it'll take Uh some time. But it was very interesting. So... um, I said earlier that people come in and they have their own stories, which we really, really are wanting. You know, I talked about wanting drive, drive-in stories. I didn't get any. <laughs> and um, we also want They can't stories. tell those stories, uh, you know. Apparently. Some of them, they, yeah, they're a little <laughs> embarrassing, so they keep it to themselves. What so. happens at the drive-in stays at the well, drive-in. <laughs> drive-in restaurants. Oh, well, okay. same thing. Yeah, restaurants. See me surrounded Gee, by an entire tire car full of hot dog wrappers and the drive-in. At the, yeah. yeah. No, Rusty, um, but that would have been the one that would have been good for you because 
the A and W root beer where you guys oh, yeah. on the baseball team. Yeah, we was used it? to eat Coney dogs all the time there on Tuesdays. And you'd go down and oh, yeah. see who could eat the most. See who eat the most Coney's. of them. So he ha- he oh. has a story. So then okay. I'm, I I wasn't kidding when I said you know in a car completely surrounded by hot dog wrappers. That's exactly I how not. I spent Tuesdays in high school. So oh, so wow. and how many Coney's could you eat on a Tuesday Me? in high school? Yeah, I never was the big winner. I I could usually we only had an hour's lunch so it was maybe I think eight was the most I got down in an hour. Okay. Well, you still had to you, you had to go to practice without throwing up was the deal. <laughs> so you you had to know your limit and stop right there. So but who was you don't have if there don't, were guys there was a, okay. I, uh, try to remember exactly who it was. I'm not going to name any names. But there was somebody who ate fifteen one time. And their lunch me, hour. That makes me gag. Well, that's, that's Coney dogs too. That's not just, <laughs> not a, just a hot dog. Not just a hot dog. Oh, that's a Coney dog the bun the whole nine With yards. With the sauce. So, and, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A lot of throwing up at practice. <laughs> he, he, well, he was a big guy. So <laughs> thank goodness it was baseball practice. I think that's a little less than football practice, where sometimes you get not in, in, in different ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a different, different. Okay, so there's a yeah. story. If you really need a, a drive-in story, Rusty's can help you out with that. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Now, good deal. Um, the Chief Menominee story that was so funny. I thought it was so cute. Um, a gentleman came in, and he was telling me that in his youth, his family lived out there near the monument. And he said they used to spend a lot of time over there, and they had a practice. Um, they would carry a spare change out, and they would throw it oh. up. Into the hand. And if the chief caught it, you got your wish. And so now I find out after he tells me that story, I thought it was so cute that, you know, the chief did have a hotline. (laughs) 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 But he said they'd throw it up there and if he caught it. Now, is do you have you guys been there lately? Does the chief have a thumb or not? Because I I know at one point his thumb was gone. Then you got then it was found and it was put back on, but then I think it came off again. That would be interesting to know. Maybe maybe one of your listeners. Know. I haven't been it. Well, I drove past it not very long ago, but I didn't think to look at. Yeah. Let hands. me send a text. My son was out there on his bike the other day, oh, and I'm yeah, not sure. I think he was out there the same day that they were having mass oh, out there. Oh, maybe oh, so. My. He was on a ride and he stopped and, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think he said Jeff Kenny was out there as well. Oh, Culver, not yeah, having some kind of a, yeah. uh, and he stopped and listened to what they they were having some kind of a presentation. Yeah, there, so yeah. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Jeff Let me uh, you text, text him. him and see if yeah. he knows if there was a thumb or I not. I will do that. But that's one of those things that fa- somebody found it in a drawer. I believe the story goes. You know that it had somebody was out there messing around, broke off the thumb and. Took it home and put it in a drawer, and 15 yeah. years later, it's like, oh, that's that thumb. And, and so they, they did the right thing and somehow got it back, and they tried to reattach it. And Well, um, on a related note, <laughs> we, on the same day that we had um, the crowd from, and they were from Laporte. Oh, okay. Um, the, the same day um, they were there, we had a lot of other visitors Uh, It was a very busy day. And at the end of the day, I'm looking out over my desk and realize that one of our mannequins is not only missing his thumb, but all five fingers and the rest of his hand. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to that? Where did the hand go? So we looked everywhere. You know, we thought maybe it fell off and rolled under something. And we looked around, looked around. We couldn't find it anywhere. 
So we kind of scrambled around looking for another hand because poor Woody, not the same without his hand. <laughs> so, and we did find one. We, we did some. Made uh, it work. Yes, made it work. A few modifications and we made it work. And what, last <clears throat> week sometime? Well, I was on vacation, um, but... Yeah, Sue was on vacation, and um, I think Mary had occasion to pull back the white curtain that kind of separates the museum from the Lauer exhibit, yes. and there was the hand. <laughs> so kind of oh. as a gag, uh, Sandy put it on Sue's desk, so when she came back from vacation, there was this, this hand on this her desk. This disembodied hand sitting there. It's the hand of fate. I thought you were going to say some parent came walking in with their child who had taken, taken the, hand. the hand. Well, we kind of thought that, you know, somebody took it home just, be, you know, just as a gag or Halloween's coming up and they needed a hand or something. I, yeah. I don't know. We had fun with it, though. We, we seem to have an awful lot of hands. Um, and if they'd really asked for one, we probably could have given could have found one. Uh, yes, that had yeah. no use for us. And I know. actually think we may have some mannequin parts that are going to be in the sidewalk sales in September, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. I think there might. But yeah, we thought. But probably what happened was somebody brushed up against Woody, and the hand came off, and they thankfully caught it because if it, it hit the broken. ground, it would have broken. Mm-hmm. And didn't know what to do with it. And we were all busy, so they just slid it in there. <laughs> yeah. Put it there. And yeah, the mystery of the missing it. hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, mystery at the museum. Somebody is coming. We'll say, like, these folks were coming from Laporte. Um, I mean, should somebody... Would it be grateful or easier if you if somebody called and said, Hey, I'm bringing eight people down to have mm-hmm. a tour... Kind of, and we plan to be there about two o'clock, or say. Well, to the, give you an idea. Of course, of okay. course, we always love to have visitors, and we'll take you. You know, we'd love to have you, but it is really nice if we can have some advanced notice, especially with larger groups, because then we have an opportunity to get a volunteer or two in to help okay. with that. You know, uh, the larger the group, the less likely we're going to want to take the whole group together. We'd break that group into two or three. Uh, School groups always do that, um, well, except for the two fathers and their little school group. (laughs) Um, But, um, and he had called me. He called me a couple of weeks before that, but he was not sure and was going to call me back with the firm plans. And he never Never did. did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, once I met him, I understood, you know, so I understood exactly (laughs) what happened. (laughs) Yeah. He was a delight, but, you know, one of those people who, um, it was definitely a, a, a let's say, a, a right brain thinker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So um, talking about tours, then, well, I mean, school started yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and with COVID over with, basically, um, I assume that you guys are open to having schools come and bring their students again. We sure are. We sure are. Um, we there are several grade levels that um, work well uh, in in terms of their curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, second graders generally are studying community uh, as their social studies, uh, and we of course have a lot to do with community. Um, we can do powerpoints uh, that have to do with with what they might be studying at any given time. We have um, a lot of Indiana history, which is fourth grade. Yes, uh, and I think again in sixth grade or I don't know anyway there's two grades that deal with Indiana history and 
um, and the, com the whole idea of community and other things too, U.S. history. Uh, and we love to have them. We can um, tailor the program pretty much to whatever the needs of their curriculum are within reason, obviously. Uh, well, from you being a teacher, it makes it a little easier to figure out like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How how flexible can we be? Yes. And, and yeah. how long can this program be before the kids start to get a little squirrely? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that does happen. I would imagine. And we have we have hands-on kits uh, for the younger kids, probably up through fourth grade, where the kids oh, wow. can come in and we set things out and they can investigate what those things might have been for uh, and used for and that kind of thing. So they can actually do hands-on. We, like a, a telephone that has the rotary dial? Yeah, yes, or the <laughs> candlestick phone. Oh, yeah. wow, yes. Like on Andy Griffith. I had one of those. Oh. I thought those were the coolest things in the world. Yeah, well, they were the coolest things in the world when they were brand new. Yeah, yeah. so much better <laughs> That's than true. the last model, which was probably the wooden one on the, on the wall. That's true. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I know... Uh, Sandy talked a little bit about um, getting ready, uh, and we had the Resan yesterday. Um, they're getting ready for their re-grand opening, and you guys are working in conjunction with them. Um, we are. And actually, that evening on October 1st, you guys are going to be open so that folks can, while they're milling around and eating and, and that in the street, stop in the museum. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's talk a little bit about what you guys have worked on with the movies? Well, we uh, have several people from Marshall County that have gone on to work in the uh, movie industry. So we have their stories. We have a lot of photography. Um, I'm still searching out items for the theater um, display. Okay. Uh, anybody that has vintage tickets, uh, anything that they Isn't have. Isn't it funny the things that... that you know, right. you got and you just shoved in your pocket or dropped on the floor and mm -hmm. yep. it got left. It, it got um, cleaned out of your car at some point. Yeah. 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 So we're looking for items like that that we can borrow. It would be on loan for the uh, length of the um, exhibit. Right now, we need stories about the theater. For instance, my best friend, her very first date with her husband was at the Reese. And she remembers what movie they saw and um, how old she was. And so um, that's how young she was. Or how she, young <laughs> yeah. she was. But, um, yeah, those are the types of things that we'd like to have. Uh, stories, but not just the Reese. Stories about all of the theaters. There were theaters in every oh. town in this county. And so that's what we'd like. We also need a vintage magic kit for a prop. So if anybody has a magic kit, hmm. um, we would love to have one for a loan. We will return it, and it will be safely, you know, displayed. But um, that's what we're looking for. We are going to turn our lower level and our front window into Hollywood. So we hope that people will come <laughs> and enjoy the display. It's going to be very glitzy. So if you want to wear your evening gown, you can. Um, so we're having some fun with that. Um, yeah. So that display is going to be yeah the whole the whole Marshall Gallery every the the first floor every case in the first floor, yep. and our window are all going to be uh, transformed into movie magic. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. You're just going to find out things you had no idea 
right? No idea. And, and I mean, have you guys, somebody has gone through and like researched in the newspapers of, mm-hmm. of yeah. stories that were in the newspaper or whatever yeah. about the theater when they maybe changed, put in new seating or something or, or Some made of that, improvements. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it is going to be um, devoted to um, people who made their name in some facet of filmmaking. Uh, so you'll learn some things about people you grew up oh, with. Oh, okay. You can help me because I we talked about this yesterday with the girls from the Reese. Um, uh, there, there was a gentleman. He's a a director from Tyner. See, I, I I know that part. And he was big in this cowboy movie, but I can't remember the name of the cowboy. Oh, I can tell you. Yeah, we got that story. <laughs> we for got you. that story yeah. for you. Okay. Um, Tyner, believe it or not, <laughs> the big town of Tyner. The big town of Tyner. Um, Sandy Garrison, who is our director, her dad is Jim Causey, and he would tell her how much her he loved. Her dad is Jim Causey? Her dad oh, is Jim yeah. Causey. Mm-hmm. Look, last year, last month, I found out you two were sisters, <laughs> and now this month, I found out that Jim Causey is Sandy's dad. Yeah, yeah see, yeah. that's what the, you know, that's why we're telling everybody's story for everyone. Um, but anyway, he used to love going to the movies every Saturday morning with his dad, and the Durango Kid was his Durango favorite Kid. movie. And uh, to this day, he loves a good Western. Um, uh, actually, Sandy learned while researching the At the Movies exhibit that the man behind the Durango Kid is actually from Marshall County. <laughs> Lambert Hillier is a Tyner nat- native who began directing films in 1917. Uh, according to IMDb, he is the second most prolific Western director in history with 106 movies to his credit. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize there were yeah. that many. Mm-hmm. He was also known for his sci-fi films like The Invisible Ray. And he was the first person to put Batman on the big screen. Wow. Yeah. And he's from Tyner. He's yes. from Tyner. Comes from a showbiz family. He was not the first. Um, wow. Right. Yeah. His mother was an actress, yeah. uh, and uh, his uncle was yeah. uh, Adelbert Knott. Oh, and, that uh, is so new. His mother was Lydia Knott, and his aunt was Clara Knott, and all three of them were um, were actors uh, in silent films. Yeah. That is so interesting yeah. mm-hmm. to think they were about all, that. His, his uncle had um, a very unique face, um, not classically handsome, but very unique, very very character, lots of character. His his mom and his aunt were beautiful ladies, but Hillier, he w- he didn't have the same look. Lambert, poor Lambert, must have taken after his dad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the the Hollywood. So he look. wasn't going to mm-hmm. get on uh, yeah, on the stage or be, in the movies. No, that, he wasn't going to be the leading man. Um, he had a face of, for radio. <laughs> Yeah, I can say that because he's long dead. But anyway, um, he went on though very very talented um, man who grew up in a in a showbiz family. So yeah, you wouldn't was, think about Tyner as being a big you. showbiz town or La Paz. Yeah, but the Goldcat family uh, immigrated here from France, and they were circus performers and singers and actresses and actors. They were incredibly yeah. talented so we're gonna be telling their story too yeah. wow yeah um, the the son grandson uh in that family became a, a band leader he was big a, band leader he was Gene a pianist Goldcat. Gene Goldcat. 
Yep. And wonderful talent. Yes. And he actually went on to um, lead big bands. He uh, was very famous and he is at actually the time, yeah. at the time and he is buried in Los Angeles and on his gravestone it says he's like the king of jazz. Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. quite quite an interesting family history mm-hmm. there. We have a we have a, an article that's going to be coming out about Gene Goldcat. Um, and it's going to be very interesting. And, of course, they're going to have a tribute band at the Reese. So we're very excited about that, too. <laughs> I think that's coming up sometime mm-hmm. this fall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we even have very recent movie connections from Marshall County with Top Gun. Yes. The Flynn family has graciously given us some items to display. So uh, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be a really exciting exhibit. Um I'm in charge of the theaters, and that's kind of my my jam. But and that's why I'm looking for stories about the theaters because I've got pictures and I've got things. But the, we tell a story at the museum, and it's everybody's story. It's it's everybody's story in this county and how we live and how we interact and how we have built a, such a terrific community. And so. Um, that's what I'm looking for. So y'all call me at the museum or drop by. And if you happen to know of of somebody, mm-hmm. um, obviously some of the people I know, um, I, I think she mentioned it, uh, Sandy that maybe mentioned it, that, uh, yeah, it was, that somebody actually, uh, they were big in the movies, but they came here in the summers to Bourbon. Yes, I was thinking mm-hmm. she was going to tell me they came here in the summers to Culver because of the lake. Right. But they came and spent no. their summers in Bourbon. It was yes. Denny Miller who oh, played Tarzan. It's so yeah. you know those kind of connections. If you have any of those stories yeah. or know of those things, mm-hmm. uh, or even a situation where a, a movie star was here in town for an event or mm-hmm. came and had dinner at. Shory's restaurant or yeah, something or like that. Yeah, Price's Steakhouse, like yes. Roy Rogers did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, the, those are the kind of things that you yeah. guys are always interested in. Always, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. we, like I say, I am, I am never cease to be amazed at the stories. And we're still telling stories. Uh, we uh, interviewed yesterday, we interviewed one of our great volunteers, our Viv. We have very important volunteers. Ooh. And I interviewed um, Sharon Ausnamer, and she is a concrete artist. Now, the two things don't very often, you don't think about that, but her artwork is amazing. She's this tiny little lady. You can't yes. imagine that she... That she lugs uh, concrete, concrete buckets of wet concrete and stuff, but she she just has a wonderful, wonderful art. She does, and she just makes beautiful things. And so that's a story that, yes, it's a current story, but that's a story that will live on we, in our we archives. Need to, yes. yes, put in yeah. history now so that right. in 20 or 50 years mm-hmm. that somebody else will know that. And yeah. we get great, uh, we get great stories. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on the articles about the oldest man in Marshall County, talking about the founding of the county and the Lincoln inaugural, uh, not the inaugural, but the convention the, mm-hmm. where Lincoln was nominated for president. And I've had several people say, well, when do, when do we get the next installment of that? <laughs> so um, I don't think the average 
person really understands the depth of the information that we have. Mm -hmm. We get people every week that come in and say, you know, I bought this house in Bourbon or I bought this house in Argus and I'd like to know the story of the house. Um, or I found this picture and, uh, you know, can you help me figure it out? (laughs) Sometimes we can, uh, Mm -hmm. if you caught the, um, article yesterday about research in the, in the newspaper, it was very, um, very helpful uh, in giving some idea of what we can do. Yeah. Uh, we have wonderful research library, uh, wonderful researchers, Mm-hmm. who are it's their that's their job and they love it <laughs> so if we can't always know things about houses it kind of depends on what's been given to us right. you know i mean right because not very often early on um sometimes if a new house was going up in argus it would be in the paper but it would say something like um so and so schaefer is building a new home where the cottage of joe blow used to be <laughs> uh, well you know that's not we can't determine right. which that house part. that was. Yes. yes, but sometimes, uh, and I might say, we have a really pretty good collection of abstracts, and they're very well organized. So if you have a historic home, it, it it's it probably is worth your time to come in and see if we have the abstract for that house, ah. which is supposed to be the history of the house. Certainly, it's kind of hit and miss. We don't have because people held on to those, or they just tossed them out you know we don't have all the abstracts for all the houses but every now and then we get one yeah. somebody will bring it in oh that's neat um, which is really nice yes you know? yeah and uh for instance in in the article i mentioned that a gentleman brought a picture in and he thought it was a factory reunion or a factory picnic type situation and our researcher looked at the picture and said but there are children all along the front row so factory probably not maybe it's a family reunion and he said well my uncle's in the back row and his name is and he knew john smith and uh, there you go she was able to use that information they found out it was a family reunion they found (laughs) out what year it was they knew what park it was in they wow they were able to pull up a picture that had all the names written on the back oh my so You never know mm-hmm. that what you're going to so find. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of never knowing, too, um, if you are fortunate enough to be able to acquire a ticket for the grand reopening event on October 1st in downtown Plymouth of the Reese, um, during dinner, uh, that dinner time and everything, um, I, I've been told that there are going to be some characters just might meet Walking somebody. Walking around. You never know. In, in, in garb from the 1940s. Just might find somebody to, to talk to that might have an interesting story. So yeah. that, uh-huh. that's another uh, thing. Because dinner, I, I believe cocktails start at 5. Dinner is at 5.30. But the show doesn't start, oh, I didn't bring my notes, by 7 or 7.30. So Something there's a, like that. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's some time in there to... Be able to stand up and move around, and that's why the museum will be open so that you can go in and right. look at the museum and mm-hmm. see the display in there too. But um, there will be, the museum will be assisting. Now you have clothes from the 1940s, yes, type we stuff. Do. So mm-hmm. you will be dressing some people up, just mine, helping yeah. them maybe come up with the story to tell. Yeah, well, a lot of that depends on, you know, um, ladies, especially in the 1940s. We're somewhat smaller. Oh, then. Uh, well, don't. Yeah. 
so I yeah we, we have to find we, some we have small plans ladies. we have we have plans <laughs> um mm-hmm. and, and finding the stories are are pretty much what the museum's all about yeah right they can mm-hmm. find a story yeah they just need to find somebody with a very small waist so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell that story <laughs> yeah when you yeah. think about it it's yeah it's why pretty... is that that we have is Maybe because we're too sedentary. That, well, we are. And we're, we we're eat. too much into our social media. Yeah. <laughs> and we and eat a lot exercise. more bad yes, things, we, junk yeah. food instead mm-hmm. of yeah. fresh and food. And here we sit with our phones next to us. Uh, yes. Know? Each well, one of us. I read an article some time ago now about, um, it was written by somebody who bought a, a, a vintage house, like from the 1920s or 30s, and went to put their dishes away in the cupboard. And the plates wouldn't fit in the cupboard because our plates are like 25% larger than they were in the 30s. Where, you know, in the 30s, those plates fit just fine. Uh-huh. And we do tend to fill them up. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's a whole, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that's definitely a first world problem. Yeah, it's a first world problem. <laughs> it yeah. is. Um, well, I would invite anybody to stop at the museum and, you know, if, if there, if you have a question on your mind, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. stop in or give us a call here and we will pass it on. And next month they can come back and tell you something about an event that maybe happened here Mm -hmm. or a person that used to live here or a store that was here or information on, you know, we talk about. The horse barn at the park. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long history from the horse barn. That's, I mean, I know where the horse barn is, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not exactly, it, there was no horses here when I came here. No, but not very, <laughs> it, it was probably close to mid-century when the track was um, demolished that was right there by the horse barn. So, so it was were, by the. I figured it was over by the baseball field and the pool in that area. Oh well, isn't that funny? It, it kind of. Well, there's a road there now, uh, and there probably was a dirt road that went past the. But on the other side of that road, where the parking lot is, I think in my mind is looking at pictures. I think it was, it was pretty much where Jefferson School and the parking lot. Ah. Um, yeah, I worked located. out of that when I first started yes. the park. I um, mean, you know the horse barn, but you don't know. But I the know, track. It, the you, track. Yeah, yes. where they there raced track. horses there. there. Race track. Oh yeah, it was, it was it was where you, yeah, it was where you thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Right? No, I don't. I, think I, you're too I young. No, He's I younger remember, than I am. I remember people talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, like where the pool was, there was a uh, grandstand over there yes. too. Mm-hmm. Was that That was a uh, baseball grandstand. Oh, grandstand. Right. So that yeah. was not for the horse track then. No. No, that was a but the horse track had Grandstands. Yeah. We had seating right there. Yeah, it was big covered seating. Yeah. Oh my was, goodness. Yeah, it was uh-huh. a big deal. I we have I rem- some lovely pictures of that. Actually, I remember that there's a story about that when my dad was pitching there the day I was born. Oh. It was, it was the hospital was right across the street. Well, he he was a starting pitcher. There was a, a semi-pro baseball team here. Then there was a lot of college guys. It was a summer team, and um, my grandmother was playing the organ. For the game at the grandstand, and wow. um, he was pitching, and my mom was over toiling with uh, um, what was to become the the 
backbreaker of her life, me. <laughs> so, um, but I never did that was figure 60- out. 61 years ago. Yeah, it's 1961. But it was actually almost 61 years of the day. But Yeah, your birthday's coming up this month. Oh, okay. I've never gotten an honest answer on how he pitched that day. I don't I don't oh. I I've never I've I've heard varying stories from he didn't make it out of the first out to no hitter. So I I have no idea. Somewhere in between a perfect game and not even getting it out. Somewhere well, in there. You so. know, I, I know your dad, and I think he was probably <laughs> pretty well focused, but if anything could fo- could knock him off his focus, that was probably well, I think it was the lack of sleep, because oh, I wasn't yeah. cooperative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. So, yeah, but that that's the story I, I have about that. But I yeah. do remember, you know, I used to work, uh, when the bar, uh, horse barn was still right there, it was like almost next to the pool. Yeah. Was on that Oh that okay. back the fence there, you got the pool and then you got that parking lot kind of thing where they used to have the bleachers at. Horse barn was right across that parking lot. So from it the got pool. moved yeah. over to where it yeah. is over by the river now. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't well, I guess it has been that long ago now. Uh, well but. I think I now that you're bringing back of course this is going back to early blueberry, really early blueberry. Oh yeah. But I think I think like maybe the First United Church of Christ had during the Blueberry Festival a fundraiser that there was a vehicle down there and you know oh you for, had to beat it up yes yeah. with sledgehammers and I yeah. think the the horse barn would have been right there on, yeah. on that on and, that site and the the <laughs> vehicle was right next to the uh, 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 junior football league poker booth yes for, yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Well, Kiwanis had tacos, which were just nobody had ever heard of a taco. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Yeah. So uh, these are all kinds of things you can find out from the museum. Um, before we let you go, though, membership. Oh, yes. If somebody... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We would love to welcome you as a new member uh, to the museum. It's $25 a year for the whole family. Um, and you get our publications and you get notices uh, about um, things that are coming up at the museum and there's a discount in the in the gift shop uh, it's just a good value uh, the the biggest reason to become a member of the museum is because it supports us and um, you know every $25 helps us to to maintain what we're doing um, it may not be terribly important to you now but it will be at some point and um, you know, just to be a good citizen, it's a it's a really uh, fine organization to become a part of the historical society. Um, you in the in this uh, month's brochure, Crossroads newsletter. The, it, yeah, it, there's a story about the Liberty Bell. Yes, visiting mm-hmm. Plymouth. Yeah, and, and also Admiral Byrd's snow cruiser. Yeah, do you know about the snow cruiser? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. you find out those in information some donations maybe that have been given to the museum that they have mm-hmm. i mean there's just tons of information they usually highlight one of their volunteers or one of the staff members yeah mm-hmm. um and then they'll give you a lowdown on uh, the brown bag lunch what's coming up um so what will be coming up next month for the brown bag lunch you know i'm gonna put my foot in it uh maybe but i think it's jeff kenny and those are always really, really good it's really matt good. President of the oh, Bremen oh, Main oh, Street. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Thank it's, you. Yeah. Sorry. 
yeah. because it's in the in yes the, i was gonna say <laughs> kathy you're gonna have to tell us that but, yeah it's mad van soast yeah from greenman and mm-hmm. then Great. um I think Matt or Jeff Kenny wraps it up because it yeah. ends in yeah. October. So that would be October. Yes. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Mm-hmm. And another so. thing, you know, we take a lot of input. So if there's something that you think would make a great brown bag um, topic, please let us know. Um, we're always looking for input. And, uh, so and speakers. If you know speakers. somebody's really good, let us know. Yeah. We, we like to give... Um, you know, that boost to people who have something to say. So it's of historical significance. We've got our um, regulars that we love. Sure, That come back yearly or every other year or something uh, that always draw a really nice crowd. And those those people like Jeff Kenny tend to have lots of things they can talk about. Right. So we never run out of of things for him to present. Um, But just like the guy who did the shaving Yes, Dennis, Dennis Carter. Carter. That yes. that was very unique yeah. and unusual. We'll have Dennis again. He's got yeah. other things that he does. He he t- he ties um, fishing lures yeah. and he makes fly fishing rods. Oh, they're oh, amazing. Um, yeah, they're beautiful. They're like art. He yeah. donated several of them to the sale that we sold. And um, they're beautiful. They are yeah. beautiful. Oh, wow. I mean, very for a fishing intricate. hole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knew? Yeah. I didn't. Yes. I unwrapped it, and it's like, oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness! Yeah, yeah. he's he's so. um and he's he's got a huge heart, and is a, one of those people who can talk to anybody about anything. He's just a friendly guy. Yeah, Wonderful. so lots we, of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his Stop. wife is a is an artist as well. She works for us, and she makes um, quilts. Oh, she makes oh, beautiful, the most quilts. beautiful quilts. Absolutely beautiful quilts. That's uh, a yeah. that's something that's kind of. Started to go by the wayside. A little people bit, don't yeah. do as much as that right. as they used to, and they d- most of them don't do it the old-fashioned way anymore either. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find somebody to quilt them. She has them. She does them, and then she has them machine quilted. Um, yeah. yeah, because somebody had told me that it's the blood droplets on the quilt that have. <laughs> yeah, that that tell those tell a story too. Right, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Well, interesting tidbit. I come from a drapery and uh, a fabric background, and if you do bleed on fabric, the best way to get it off is to lick your finger and use your own saliva. It will take blood out of almost anything. Wow. Yeah, it's a chemical well, reaction. Well, there's your bonus for the day. I didn't know. Well, and my yeah. husband's a bleeder. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, you have to get him to go spit on his clothes, but I'm just saying. Well, he, he kind of does the laundry, too, at our house since it's in the basement now. So I, I like, fold things. And, okay. He goes, where's the spot? You know, and I said, right here. You know, and so he leaves it folded to take it downstairs so that he can spray you see it. the spot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, well, he, he's diabetic, so he tests oh. his blood a lot. And then he puts his shirt on too fast. And then you yeah. have the blood spot for where he Gave That'll himself a it. shot, well, you know. Now he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put a little spit on there, honey. It'll take <laughs> it right out. You thought that was only good for for taking the pain out of an injury, didn't you? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, just spit on it. Rub a little, rub dirt, a little on dirt on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah. be good. So, well, we want to thank you guys for coming in. We it's always, always fun. It. Anita, thank you. Sue, thank you. Uh, we look forward to having you back next month with Looking Back Moving Forward with the Marshall County Museum. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. You. All right, we got something to give away. Okay. We got uh, Deep River Water Park. 
Okay, we are getting to the end of yes, the season for Deep River Water Park too. So and let's see. They are well, let me give you the dates. They're closed some dates here in August. The fifteenth, the nineteenth, the twenty second, twenty sixth, twenty ninth. They do close officially on nine two. So last time you'll be able to use these would be the second of September. I can't even believe this so, dice is doing it. It's just spinning on its cor- on its edge. Now it finally stopped. Oh, is um, that the, did you find the scary dice again? No, I didn't. Okay. For some reason, it was every dice is scary in here now. All of a sudden, it's rubbed <laughs> off on every one of them. Uh, Deep River Water Park pass. I got two complimentary passes to give to caller number three at five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller three couple of uh, passes to Deep River Water Park. Whoops. There we go. It's that time again. What time? Time for the Reese Pulled Pork Sandwiches. So good. And this is their fifth annual fundraiser. Yes. Who's cooking? Bob's Cafeteria Headquarters. Mm, when? Mm-hmm. Thursday, August 18th. Both a lunch and supper from 11 to 1 and again at 4.30 to 6.30. Are they delivering if you order like 10 or more, like a pre-sale? Yes, delivery from 11 to 1 only. All other orders can be picked up at Bob's Cafeteria at 610 East Jefferson in Plymouth. Tickets, tickets, where do we go to get these tickets for the Reese Barbecue? (laughs) The Coffee Lodge and Bowen Printing in Plymouth or call 574-286-2391. It's just $10 for a pulled pork sandwich, chips, and a drink. Trust me, it's a must. Reese Barbecue Fundraiser. <laughs> Thank you for supporting and pulling for, for the Reese. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. So, uh... Instead of Baby Shark. Well, we were talking Baby Shark, and, uh, you know, just to show you how much of a legacy that's left behind, uh, you've got Baby Yoda now. Nice. Nice. Only you, Rusty. 
Only Baby you Yoda. could find out something like Baby that. Baby Yoda. I've got a theory. <sighs> Only All you got to do is mention Baby Yoda in a crowd of people and everyone will smile. <laughs> I'm try it next time you're at a staff meeting <laughs> out of the blue just say baby Yoda and everybody in that room will smile okay yeah um we got to get out of here but yes, I do want to remind everybody that the Trinity United Methodist women are sponsoring a tenderloin sandwich drive-through and bake sale on Saturday August the 13th it'll be from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Centier Bank parking lot a tenderloin sandwich is $10, and a tenderloin sandwich with fries is $12. Plus, they'll have a bake sale, so you can grab something for dessert, too. So that's happening this Saturday, 11 to 2, at the Centier Bank parking lot. And then everyone is invited to come and join the 2022 Annual Walk for a Cure for Epilepsy and the Memorial Walk for Aaron Edwards. It's happening this Saturday at 10 o'clock at the Argus Community Park. So um, they will have t-shirts and bracelets available to purchase. Golf carts are welcome. It's a three-mile walk. Um, you can walk it, run it, bring your dog, take a, take a hike type situation. And donations uh, will be going to the Epilepsy Foundation. So come and support uh their their efforts to help you know find Absolutely. a cure for epilepsy please yes okay now you can do your thing now Steve. i can do my yes sir somebody just uh, sent a text said remember the day when wtca had a contest where you had to keep your hand on a car to oh, win it yes i, I bet you remember, remember those days that. Yeah. yes i do you're still doing that when i came back to town i didn't work here but that's been uh. back at 90 Good Lord, Gosh. 94, 95. You know, and, you know, I should look around because I probably, I might have a few pictures of it, but I mean, we reported on it. We were there. Yeah. But I, it disappeared. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you. We did at least two or three times. Yeah. I think three times. Um, and I can tell you, I'll tell you this strange joke. It got cold yeah. in the evenings. I think oh, yeah. we did it in May because it, yeah. it kind of went around graduation. Yeah. And um, the guy who won, and I can't tell you his name right now, but he worked for the tower climbing, one of the tower climbing companies that were here. Okay. He he won. So he went home and I don't know if it was that Late the next day or whatever, came back and we were at the old Oliver Ford on West Jefferson Street. And he came back. He was getting a van. It was a green van. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Anyway, he went to shake my hand, and he had put an artificial hand in his thing. And when I went to shake it, it was like, <gasps> and he goes, "Oh, it's just because my hand was so cold." And then I, then they told me, you know, oh! he had shook. I shook the hand of, oh! of this artificial feeling hand, and I was like. <gasps> You know, and I so, thought his hand was frozen from standing with it on the car that long. So he's a funny guy then, huh? Yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. funny guys. Yeah, okay. Uh, that, oh, good yeah, for you. That yeah. was a little bit scary. Okay. I will tell you, I did text Robert Listenberger. He just texted me back. He will not be there this week for Mayor's Month of Music tomorrow okay. night. So, uh, yeah, that space will be open. Okay, now you can do your thing, Rusty. Oh, I got a text back from my son about Menominee's yeah. thumb. 
says I didn't do it. That's all he sent me. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, we ready to go? Yes, we okay. are. Okay, we can uh, we can wish some happy birthdays, and uh, we're gonna do that right now. You're gonna be eligible for four cupcakes from La Desert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a bouquet of flowers from Cash and Creek. Happy birthday! This is the eleventh, right? Yep. Happy birthday to Donnie Davidson, Donnie. Happy birthday, Donnie. Donnie, you're in the. Well, maybe not. Oh, I think I just threw that completely down back. Back I'm gonna have, yeah, I'm gonna take the, <laughs> I'm gonna have to take the entire soundboard out of here to get. But Donnie, I'll make sure your name goes in that hat. Uh, also, Greg Sheets, happy birthday to you. You're in the hat. Make sure you get it in the hat. It, that one is in the hat. Okay. Ron Espick, happy birthday. Ooh, lots of birthdays today. Are in lots the hat, of guys. And you are eligible for those prizes from La Desert Cafe, the Coffee Lodge, and Cajun Creek. Got 50 bucks on the line at the end of the month. Some lucky couple's going to get their name drawn out of the other hat, and they're going to win a prize from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. A cash prize that you can use to enjoy your anniversary and our latest eligibility. I don't even think I'm putting him in the hat. Mark and Holly Lindsay. Now, Mark, yes. Holly, let me tell you this. He didn't remember. <laughs> he did. He did not put your anniversary in the hat. I'm throwing him under the bus. He didn't do it. Kathy was the one who well, did it. Well, he remembered so. after he walked out. He's right. like, oh, yeah. it's our anniversary. Because oh, 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 okay. he was talking about having to go home and cook steak after sure. he ate all those bur- hot dog eggs yeah. from yeah. Boots' Big Grill yesterday. Yeah. Speaking of that, you have to go to the WTCA Facebook page and see Mark put a dozen burnt-end <sighs> hot dogs in his mouth. And these weren't just little bite-sized pieces of hot dog. That he put in his mouth, um, he didn't get a free pop out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That okay. I thought they were going to pop out of his mouth. I yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, that that's fun. That's up on our Facebook page, yeah, so you can check it out. That's what they call radio magic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now it's time for the uh, trading post. You can buy, sell, trade, giveaway, four items, four days, four free zones. But it's I just the Bourbon Community Garage Sale. Yes, um, it's going on in conjunction with Summerfest. Yeah. And it starts, uh-oh, I just forgot to do something. It starts tomorrow, August 12th, runs through the 13th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. I have this Friday and Saturday. He's got the map. Lovely little map here that has there every one of these mapped out. There are 50 yard and garage sales going on in Bourbon this weekend during Summerfest. Well, there's a number 58 on yeah, here. Okay. So that's, yeah, okay. It's getting close to 60. Yeah. So uh, you need one of these i imagine you can get one you know the town clerk sent that town to cl- me, okay I Pro- yeah i would say go on i would check yeah. I, I might check uh, the uh, the town and type right. it in town of bourbon uh, facebook page and it might be available on there be a good idea to take a look at that because there is a lot of sales going on and they got the map also uh, free to a good home they have a kitten nine three six seven six three two if you want a cat in your house i guess it's not a cat it's a kitten they grow uh, up to be cats, and I've got three of them. Five, seven, four, nine, three, six, seven, six, three, two. That is the trading post for today. That's all I got. I'm done. Tomorrow, we're going to talk with Maggie Kubley, who is the new executive director of the Wild Rose Moon. Woo-hoo! And we're going to find out what's been going on down there and um, upcoming events that they have. Sounds great. Sounds fabulous. All right. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 Uh, Have yourselves a great day. 
You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA, Plymouth. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.